instructing, uh, what or Jesus instructing what's going on. He goes to the temple, and uh, and so he steps in there and has a chance to preach to him. Again, he's he's talking to these folks that don't necessarily agree with him that uh, want to kill him ultimately, and uh, he has a, a set here. Uh, we're going to look at just three simple thoughts this morning about uh, the instructing uh, in the temple, what takes place in the temple. So, if you have your Bible, John chapter 7, let's all stand if you can, and we'll uh, read together there in John 7 and verse number 14. And the Bible says, uh, verse 14, Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the, mid, uh, into the temple and taught, and the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Amen. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God, or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keepeth the law? Why go ye about to kill me? Jesus has these questions. Well, I mean, look at these questions. Look at his discourse with them, or the, the teaching that he takes place. Uh, trying to help them to understand who he was, what he was about. Let's continue to read verse number 20. The people answered and said, Thou hast a devil, accusing Christ of having a devil. Who goeth about to kill thee? Jesus answered and said unto them, I have done one work, and ye all marvel. Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it was of Moses, but of the fathers. And ye on the Sabbath day circumcise a man, and if a man on the Sabbath day receive circumcision... That the law of Moses should not be broken, are ye angry at me? Because I have made a man every whip hole on the Sabbath day? Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Jesus tells these men uh, very important, some, some very uh, intriguing thoughts as we'll look at this this morning. Let's pray. <coughs> Lord, thank you for this morning. I thank you for everyone that is here. I thank you for our visitors. I, I thank you for uh, our faithful folks. Lord, but also I pray for those that are sick this morning who couldn't make it. Lord, I know that there are some that are sick this morning and they need your prayers. I know there's families that are dealing with stuff that they have not had to deal with before, with loss. Lord, please help them. Please encourage them this morning. Lord, I love you. I thank you for what you've done. Thank you for saving me, but ultimately, Lord, I pray that you'd be with us this morning. Yeah. We love you. And in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. amen. And amen. Y'all may be seated. So sometime after Jesus arrived in Jerusalem, he went to the temple to teach. 
this is something that is very important to notice as well, that he went to teach them. In verse number 14, the Bible says, And now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. He went to teach them. Uh, he didn't go up there to argue with them. He didn't go up there to debate with them. He went up there to teach them. It's very important that we note this as we see this in the scripture. Jesus looks at those men and he begins to teach them. So first of all, let's look at the teaching of Christ or the teaching here in the temple. Number one, you see, as he was teaching them, he began to teach about the doctrine. What doctrine was he talking about? In verse number 16, Jesus said, and Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not my own. It's not mine. It's not who, it's not necessarily what I have to say, but it's who sent me is what I have to say. And may we understand that as we teach and preach the Bible, it doesn't matter what Trenton believes. It doesn't matter what I say. It matters ultimately what he says and what his book says. Look, if I disagree with the Bible, guess who's right? The Bible is right. And if I, I don't know that I agree with it, no. If the Bible says it, that's all that matters. And my teaching that we need to do and the teaching that needs to happen is teaching that lines upon this Bible, as, as the Bible says, line upon line and precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. We take all the Bible and make it to be what we need it to be and so that we can preach the gospel, the full counsel of God. Yeah. Jesus was teaching his doctrine, not his, I'm sorry, not teaching his doctrine, but God's doctrine. Amen. He said, it's not my doctrine, it's God's. So if you have a problem with what I say today, don't take it up with me, take it up with the, take it up with the guy. Take it up with God. I always, I always heard a preacher, I've heard preachers say this before, when I get a bill in the mail I don't agree with, I don't go out there and choke the mailman down and beat him down and try to figure out what's going on with the bill. I call the bill collector and try to figure out what's going on. Listen, I'm just the mailman. I'm just the delivery boy. So when I'm preaching something that might offend you or might upset you, don't get upset with me. You take it up with God. Amen. If I'm preaching my opinion, then you can take it up with me, all right? But if I'm preaching the Bible, then it's fine. Amen. Right? Jesus said, look, you've got a problem, and the problem is not with me, it's with the doctrine that I'm teaching, and the doctrine didn't come from me, it came from God. We see not only does he tell them that they're defying him or they're against him, they're against his doctrine, but they wanted to... Uh, <coughs> But they wanted to discredit, they wanted to question his doctrine. Look in verse number 15. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? You know what they wanted to knock him for? Well, you didn't go to the same college we went to. Well, you didn't get taught in the temple where we were being taught. Where were you at when, when we were all supposed to be meeting this morning for uh, for Sunday school? And you weren't there. I mean, you weren't there when we were kids growing up. You wasn't there. How do you know all this stuff? How do you proclaim that you know this? Jesus was there in the beginning. He didn't have to be there in the temple. Because he already knew it. Come on, preacher. That's why when Jesus went to the temple at the age of 12, he sat down and he began to teach the ancient men in the temple because he already knew the stuff that was there. Amen. 
Jesus taught them his doctrine, even though they questioned him, even though they said, how? Come on, you, you don't know that. You're not learned like that. Do you know what takes place a lot of times? Man, they want to discredit you. Well, you didn't go to this college, or you didn't want to go, you didn't go here, or you didn't get this degree, or you didn't get that degree. Right, right. And we've got the Bible, that's all we need. Amen. You don't have to have a degree to preach the Bible. That's right. That's it. That's right. Don't have to. No. God can take the uneducated. Look, the Bible tells us that the 12 disciples, they weren't necessarily men that had been to college and graduated with masters and had their doctorates. They were men that were fishermen. Right. They were men that, that had done some sketchy stuff in the past. <laughs> but he took them right where they were right. and made them into disciples. Right. Because it doesn't matter where you've been. Come on, Bruce. It matters who you've met. Come on. That's right. That's right. And where you're going. Amen. Amen. Jesus took me, oh wretched man that I am, in spite of my sin, in spite of what I've done, he took me. Yes. And he took you. Yes. yes. Or he can yes. take you anyways, if you don't know the Lord this morning. But he said, it's not my doctrine. Don't question the doctrine of God. I don't know that I agree with it. If the Bible says it, that's all that matters. That's right. That settles it. And it's important to know this, that sometimes, I've heard a preacher say this, the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. Yeah. You want to know more about the Bible? Read the Bible. <laughs> well, I, what does this commentary say? Look, when I pick up a commentary, when you pick up a commentary, guess what? That's his thoughts. Come on, right. And that's his opinion on what that means. Right. When I pick up the Bible, it's not somebody's opinion on what the Bible says. It's the Bible. Amen. And so commentaries will differ. If, you, if you've ever read a commentary, you'll pick it up and you'll see that this guy says this and this guy says this and this guy says this. None of that matters. It's all opinion. Right. Mm -hmm. Only the Bible is what's true. Right. 100% without error is the Bible. God said they were, they were trying to question him. He said, it's not my doctrine. It's his doctrine. Right. May we stay true to the to the Bible. May we stay true to the teaching of the Bible. Because look what he says. He says, he says, uh, he said, not only do we see him declaring his doctrine and, and defining his doctrine, but then he says, I'm going to defend my doctrine. He said, the doctrine's not mine. He said, he, he's going to defend it. He said, look, and you can criticize me all you want to, and you can talk about where I learned it or where I didn't learn it. He said, but I'm going to tell you, verse number 16, he said, my doctrine is not mine, and if any man do, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. What was he saying there? He said, if you're questioning me, that's fine, but if you would just pick up this doctrine that I'm reading, he said, you'd agree with me. And you stop fussing about me, and you stop disagreeing with me. Just pick up and read the book, and we'd stop disagreeing. Amen. He, he, we'd stop disagreeing. <coughs> his doctrine's not mine. The doctrine wasn't his. But then he also said, look, every science has its own instrument for learning. In astronomy, you have the telescope. In biology, you have a microscope. In geology, a hammer. In spiritual learning, you have obedience. And obedience to what? This 
Hosea 6 and verse number 3 says, Then shall we know if we follow on to know. He said, How shall we know? If you, I'll tell you how you can know. Just keep following and just keep being obedient to what God wants you to do. This message needs to be about Christ, not about self. Look in verse 18. He speaketh of himself, his own glory. But he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. What does that mean? Do you know what he's telling us here? He says, as a preacher of the gospel, I don't need to worry about giving me a pat on the back and talking about how much I've accomplished and talking about what I've done and where I've been and all my stories, I can tell you. No, he said, we need to talk about God and where he's been and what he's done and the accomplishments he's done. Yeah. That's what Christ was saying. Don't hate. It's not about me. Right. You know what? As I preach, you know what? I, it ain't about me. Come on, preacher. It ain't about me. I've heard preachers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell their stories. <clears throat> I remember beginning to brag about themselves and talk about what they've done and they've accomplished. You know what they've forgotten? Where the glory needs to be. Right. Glory doesn't need to be on the preacher. The glory needs to be on the God. Amen. And on his doctrine. Preacher, man. And if we stray away from that, we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. If there ever comes a day this preacher ever starts talking about himself more than he does God, then I'm, I'm in trouble. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Because it's not about me. It's about God. Jesus says, look, you can proclaim all the glory you want. It's about you. But if you will know him and read his doctrine, then it won't be about you and it'll be about him. Yes. Amen. You want to know the doctrine of the Lord? Obey him. You want to know the doctrine of the Lord? Read his book. Amen. Get in his book. Listen to his book. Number one, we see the teaching of Christ. Number two, we see the disrespect that happens here in verse number 19. <laughs> the dis such, such disrespect to the Lord. Verse 19, Jesus is speaking to them, did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keepeth the law. Why go you about to kill me? In verse number 20, the disrespect takes place. Listen to what they say to him. Thou hast the devil. Who goeth about to kill thee? You know what happened? Jesus said in verse number 19, you're, you're trying to kill me. You know what he did? He revealed to them their motive. He revealed to them their deepest, darkest secret that they didn't want anybody to know. You Have you ever been there? You got a deep, dark secret you don't want anybody to know? Right. You don't want anybody to ever find out? Jesus looked at them right square in the face. He said, listen, you want to kill me. You, that is your deep, dark secret that you're keeping from your kids and you're keeping from everybody else. He said, you want to kill me. And they began to say, no, 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 no. You're a devil. And who says we want to kill you? Mm -hmm. Jesus knew the intents and the thoughts of their very heart. Yeah. Yeah. And they wanted to disrespect Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Yeah. You know what scares me more than anything else in this world is to disrespect God. Yeah. Amen. To disrespect the house of God. Yeah. 
This is his place. Amen. His house. Yes. Scares me to death. He disrespected. They disrespected him. Can you imagine looking at Jesus Christ and saying, You're a devil? Hmm. Would you do that? No. But sometimes we may not say it with our mouth, but we do it with our actions, huh? I don't believe that book. I'll do my own thing. I don't, well, you know, that's probably what that, that's not what that meant. You know, I'll do, I'll do this. Discrediting God. Dishonoring God. Yeah. When we do that. If you're a born again believer, Bible says that your body is not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore glorify yeah. God in your body, which is God's. So if you are a born again believer, your body does not belong to you. It belongs to God. And so anytime we do something to this body that ought not to be done, guess who we discredit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Guess who we dishonor? The Lord who owns our body. We see things. We hear things. We go places that we shouldn't go, shouldn't hear, shouldn't see. Right. Who do we discredit? Who do we dishonor? It's a scary thought, isn't it? The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. And if Christ is living in me, then guess what he experiences? Hmm? If Christ is living in me, what does he experience? Everything you experience. Christ knew their evil intentions just as much as he knows our intentions. Yeah. Every one of them. Good and bad. Christ is charged with being demon-possessed. How crazy, how, how, how crazy of charge is this that he would be charged with that? The people uh, contradicted their, their uh, statement about who goeth forth to kill thee because they knew that it was true. Denying their guilt does not lessen the guilt. It increases their guilt. Disrespect. And then lastly, number three, I want to look at Christ's response. How does he respond to being called a devil? How would you respond about being called a devil? Go beat him down, huh? But you call me a devil. Look what he says in verse number 21. Jesus answered and said to them, I have done one work, and ye all marvel. Why is he saying this? Because in John chapter 5, Jesus healed somebody. You remember that little boy, that little man that was sitting, there wasn't a boy. You remember that man that was sitting at the pool of Bethesda? You remember the guy who couldn't walk? Who was trying to get in the pool? Who was trying to get in the water just to be healed? Yeah. And here came Jesus on the Sabbath day. On the day you couldn't do anything, right? And Jesus said, I've done one work. And you all marvel at it. Do you know why you want to kill me? Do you know why your intentions are bad? Do you know why you want to do what you did? He said, because you remember, in John 5, there was a man at the pool of Bethesda, and I walked by. 
because when Moses wrote the prophet, or Moses and the prophets in the law say that you can't circumcise, or you can circumcise, and you want to circumcise on the Sabbath day when you have to because it's the eighth day, and you do it. He said, what are you accusing me of? He said, you're okay with being uh, circumcising somebody on the Sabbath day, but you're not okay with me healing somebody? What's wrong with you? Jesus looked him square dead in the eye. He said, look, he said, you're worried about me healing somebody and you're, and you're okay with circumcising somebody. Yeah. What's more important? That somebody who had, been, who had been laying on his side and couldn't move. It's wrong for me to heal him, but it's okay for you to circumcise yourself. Listen, Jesus didn't break the law. No, he didn't. And they don't break the law by having a circumcision on the, on the Sabbath day either. Right. But Jesus wanted them to understand that as small, as insignificant as circumcision was, that, hey, it's okay if I heal somebody on the Sabbath day. You'll get over it. Right, right. <laughs> Preach it. You want, to, you want to kill me? You want to criticize me? You want to discredit me? You want to stand against me? He said, that's fine. I'm still going to do it. Amen. There you go. No. Jesus says, no, no, mm -mm. Mm -mm. I did one work, one work, and all you guys, all you guys are worried about my one work that I did a couple weeks ago, right. months ago, who knows how long it's been, one work, I want to kill him, kill him for healing the man on the Sabbath day, how sad is that? How sad is that? All he did was expose their hypocrisy. All he did was expose that, <coughs> that they were absolutely, completely wrong. You know, the opposition that he had uh, of healing of the lame man, the opposition he had just revealed the hardness of hearts, the hardness of their unbelief. All, it did, all of that did was uh, reveal that. In verse number 22 and verse number 23 talk about what we just talked about. The circumcision on the Sabbath day. <coughs> I want you. I want you to make one one last thing. One last thing, and it will be done. In verse number twenty three, he says, that "I have made a man every wet hole on the Sabbath day." And he was talking about the man, pool of Bethesda, because they saw it take place and they didn't like it. <coughs> verse number twenty four. <coughs> judge not according to appearance, but judge righteous. Judgment. Today, we judge. <coughs> Excuse me. We judge on outward appearance immediately. First time we meet somebody, the first time we see somebody, we immediately, immediately, <coughs> well, that's how that person is. And we don't know anything about them. The Bible says a man looked on the outward appearance. Right. But God looked on the heart. Amen. Yes. Just because someone doesn't look like they like you think they ought to look, dress how you think they ought to dress. Hmm? Jesus said, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. There is a righteous judgment. There is a right way to judge. <coughs> not judging someone based on how they look. Right. How sad is it today 
will write people off simply because of how they look, what they dress like. He says to them, worst tragedy, they will be led astray spiritually in rejecting Christ as the people had done in this encounter right here before us. Simply because they saw him do something on the Sabbath day. They judged him according to how, how what he did. For the righteous judgment, it was okay for him to heal somebody on the Sabbath day. It was okay for him to do that. But I ask you this question. I, I, I'm, I'm going to close. You want to know more of the doctrine of the Lord? We need to read it. We need to be obedient. I would hope that we don't show respect, disrespect to the Lord. Look at that response to them. He stood up for himself. He still preached the truth, never backed down. He wasn't hateful to them. He slipped out of and told them the truth. May the truth, as the Bible says, make us free. Amen. You want to know the truth? <coughs> Get in it. Read God's word. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for allowing us to be here together this morning. I pray <coughs> that you'd use me in spite of me. Lord, I thank you for everyone that's here. I thank you for, for allowing us to be together this morning. I pray your hand of mercy upon each and every one of us. Lord, I thank you for what you've done. <coughs> thank you for saving me. Lord, I love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And every head bowed, every close. Let me ask you a couple simple questions this morning. Say, so, Brother Trent, I'm sitting here this morning, and I don't know. I do not know I'm going to heaven when I die. You say, Brother Trent, I don't know that for sure.